Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of the Balancer Music Podcast. I am your host, musician and producer, Ingrid Wood. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I thank you for hitting play. This podcast comes out, a new episode every single Monday, and it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud for you to subscribe to or follow. This episode is sponsored by Amir James Clothier an urban couture fashion brand that encourages individuals to simply be themselves in their product. And don't forget to head over to amirjames.com. That's A-M as in man, I-R-James.com. And use the promo code BALANCE, all lowercase, B-A-L-A-N-C-E, at the checkout. And you will receive a 10% discount on your purchases throughout the month of August 2016. All right, so I want to backtrack just for a quick second. So in last week's episode, episode 15, one of the things Evan talked about was um, the beginning process. You know, when a client comes to them and says, hey, I would like Dream Bear to produce my video. So we talked about that process. So in this part of the conversation, Evan talks about what the aftermath is. So once the video is done and the client is happy, what does Dream Bear do after that? And Evan also talks about um, how he got his first set of clients, how he grew his portfolio, and how do they handle a situation where a client has, you know, a bunch of critiques or they want them to change a bunch of things. How do you deal with that? So I'm going to stop talking. Let's go ahead and step into the balance room. I know, you know, you're business minded, videography and production and editing. Um, But I assume, big or small, that there's a part of you that uh, you may see yourself as a creative artist. And um, being that you use your creativity to provide a service when or or if, you know, your clients say, I don't like this or they give you a list of critiques or changes did you have to learn over time not to take it personal or was it just kind of in your your nature to just know how to keep your artistic ego in its box you know for me i i take more of a a producer's mindset so really my job as a producer or the head of video production is understanding a client's need and matching them with the correct artist and then honing in that and, and kind of making sure that everything gets done, everything smooth, there's a process to it. So I think, you know, any artist, even if you're, you know, focused on just a creative side or more on the logistical side, um, you know, you, of course there's sense, there's their sensitivity. We're all human. You know, you want, you want your art to be liked. You want it to be well received. Um, I think over time you just develop a process and also, you know, me being, you know, head of video production and the owner of the company, you know, you're going to deal with a lot of different personalities and a lot of different egos. And I think it's just always trying to be as transparent as you can, always trying to just roll with it. If something doesn't go great, you just try to look on the bright side. But for me, as long as everyone's being very respectful, um, everyone is getting what they need to do on time. And if there's a problem with that, just be open about it. Just be transparent about it. So I think it's like any relationship, even if it's your husband or wife or friend or brother or whatever. Um, It's just about being open communication. Don't let egos ruin a project. You'll have your moments. No one's perfect. You know, you're always going to have your moment. And as long as that, you know, that comes out of passion and it's not disrespectful to anyone or the team, then that's fine. 
you know, that I think that, you know, you're going to have disagreements. You're going to be passionate about a point. And those are the directors that I love that fight for their art. And that's fine to fight for it as long as it's, you know, rational um, and you have everyone else's opinions into account and you could express yourself in a way that isn't, you know, stepping over the lines. Um, so, like I said, as long as you're respectful, um, it's okay to have an ego, you know, and it's, you know, it's okay to express yourself. Um, I think for myself over time, definitely, I've definitely matured. I've definitely um haven't been so sensitive <laughs> and i think you just like i said you, you stick to your process you stick to your morals and you know you'll you'll end up okay but it takes time i mean you know it's we're all human you always have your uh emotions go up and down talking about clients um i guess how, how did you find like your first series of clients to kind of help build your portfolio with you know your body language and and all of those things to you eventually catching attention of people like Talib Kweli, um, of corporate, you know, commercial companies. How did you, you kind of build up that, that early portfolio? It started off as passion. This is something, you know, I didn't go to, I didn't go to business school because I wanted to do this. It's something that I, that was inside of me of like, this is, this is probably the career that I should take. Did I know exactly what that was? Did I know that was producing or being head of video production then? Of course not. But I knew that it was in this field. And what I love about this field is there's so many pieces that make one production work. And it's always a collaboration. Um, and when we started, it was really taking on projects, working with good people, um, and just focused on making a quality product. Um, and a lot of those products, and when you're starting out and you're building your collection, you're doing for free or you're doing for barely anything. And as long as your team and the people that you're building this foundation with are on the same page, and as I said, you're transparent, like this is what we're trying to build. You may not get paid today, but we're building something that's far bigger than this. Um, then you're going to make quality work. And I think as the years went by, you build your portfolio, you catch the eye of this. You have a video that does really well that catches the eye of that person. Um, you focus more on the business side of it. It's not always, can't always be creative. You set up your meetings, you, you know, you hire a marketing director. Um, it's all collaborative. And I owe, you know, any of those, um, you know, I owe the evolution of the company to all the collaborators that I worked with. I mean, it's, it has definitely not just been me. And it's definitely been years and years of working with really great people that I love and care about, um, you know, making good art, you know, obviously that's developed, but in the beginning, you're working your ass off for nothing um, to hopefully have product that represents you and what you really strive to be. What is uh, or like a hard mistake or a, fa a failure that you and your company's gone through, but that taught you a really, really valuable lesson? I think without getting like, you know, super specific, it's, 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 uh, it's just the growing pains. You know, I think you hop into a company and there's going to be manic highs and manic lows. And it's just about how you manage that. And of course you can look back and be like, ah, oh, man, you know, I really wish I, I treated that situation differently in, you know, 2012, but it's, it's, there's nothing that I can think of that. It was so terrible that it's like, you know, I, I can't believe that happened. I think it's just, you know, you try to trust your instinct more. 
you know, you try to trust the process more. You try to be fair to the client. Just, you know, you're not picking a crew from your heart all the time. You're picking it because, you know, this person is probably best for this job. And, you know, I can work with this, I can work with this client and this artist to make the best product for everybody. Um, so I think, you know, there's no specific thing in my mind where I'm like, oh man, I wish we didn't do that or I wish I handled it differently. It's it's more so just, you know, accepting those growing pains and, you know, learning from them and just not looking back too much. What do you think are, I don't, I don't want to say important, but what do you think are um, necessary characteristics to have to be able to be able to work with clients and to work with a team of people that you have to be able to finish a project with? I think through time you develop a process and a structure of how you go about approaching a project. Um, it's, it's just like the first question you asked me when I was outlining, you know, this is the process. I can say it like that because it's like the back of my hand and it's been a process, which is obviously more detailed, but it's, it's basically a process that has been developed over time. Um, and with that being said, you know, you need to stay organized. You need to always have open communication. You need to hear people out. A lot of the times the client, they don't, they don't work in the video world. They don't work in the marketing world. They may have ideas and ideas and it's how do I filter that with the team that I'm cho- with, that I'm with on this specific project. And and make the best project. Um, and with that, is it's all about communication. Staying organized, letting people speak, hearing them. Don't just listen to them. Hear what they have to say. Take good notes. And if there's curveballs throughout that, it's don't get caught up and be like, oh, whoa, this isn't part of my plan. You just take a deep breath and always think before you act. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a people business. It's understanding people. You stick to your process, but... Like I said, every client wants something different. Every project is a different process. And, um, you know, just be as transparent as you can be and respectful and you'll be all right. I, um, I saw, or I, saw, I read that, you know, that you don't just, you know, make a product and it's over. You know, for artists, once you're done with the physical product, whatever, the, whatever that is, um, that you help them out with marketing um, or things along that lane. Kind of what, what does that uh, consist of? Because, you know, you have Facebook ads and Instagram ads, um, YouTube advertisements. Um, does it consist of, of those sort of platforms or, or something different? Yeah, I think, you know, it's like I said, you know, we wanted to build this company on a family feel, really more about the people and the connection. And I think if you work on a project... And it's just like, here's your project. See you later. Um, they could get that from anybody. You know, anyone could, you know, any one of the companies that do like what we do can do that in a heartbeat. Um, now, if you want to make a long lasting partnership, that's the goal. The goal is to develop relationships with companies or with artists or, with, you know, bands or labels or whatever it may be to have a long-lasting relationship so that they know when they call Dream Bear, they're going to get a quality product and that they know the process, they know the people. You know, it's, it's, it's like coming back to family. So I think that, you know, we're trying to make um, the clients like family members. And what we do with that is 
obviously we go through the process we teach them about our um our process just like they teach us about their product um and then after that we let's say let's use a, a band for an example our music video we will help them with the marketing because a lot of these artists are not signed you know they're individual artists that are you know just trying to make it and they're so talented but sometimes it's a roll of the dice it's not always about talent um and we do everything we can to get their name out there to get the director's name out there and then over time even if we work with them in 2011 and then we do our second project in 2014 we are constantly checking in we're constantly posting about them we make them you know custom illustrations that they can use for promotional use We'll make still images out of the video. We'll make little 15 second Instagram videos out of the video. Try to get as much bang for your buck and as much exposure as you can from one project. We'll post about them on the internet. We'll use social media to get them out there. Um, but more importantly, we stay in touch. We have meetings, dinners, and you know we constantly talk about the next project. But through that time, you're just developing a friendship. Um, and it's genuine. Um, because when they have their need, they're going to call and be like, you know, I wouldn't want to work with anyone else. Right. Uh, and that's what's important. So that's how we're, you know, that's the core of what we are is trying to not just make something and it's like, okay, bye out the door. Um, and which is more cookie cutter. This is more of like we're developing something that matters. There's, there's, there's a balance. I'm not going to lie. You need to, certain quality does cost. But we try to do everything humanly possible to not have money compromise a great collaboration. We've done projects for free. We've done projects for barely anything. We've spread out money over the course of six months at times where we're just trying to make it work. With that trust, that's like, we believe in your art. You know, we, we have to do this project. We'll figure out the money. We can't let money dictate the project all the time. We can get paid over time and we'll work it out. But there's just this, there's something more important to making quality projects that you really care about, um, and with artists that may not have that chance, you know, because it's it's competitive, it's harder, it's harder for them out there than it is for you know companies like me. Um, they can spend ten years making an album and no one hears it. So if we're able to help them with their voice just a little bit before they get signed, and then you know whatever label they're signed to has their own machine um then great and even the artists that we do work with like you know a talib or you know a steve aoki or whatever we will you know still promote it but you know those up-and-coming artists um you know they appreciate it and you're you're there for the beginning and i believe a lot of these artists like body language which is proven now is you know making their own name for themselves and hopefully you know, we were a part of that in, in, in some way, even if it's minute, we were still a part of it. All right. That's it for episode 16. Evan, I, uh, I appreciate you for accepting my invitation into the balance room. Um, incredible information, valuable information. Listeners, do me this favor. If you can appreciate what, what Evan had to share, um, share this with, with your peers, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, share this information is, is valuable if you would like to find out more about dream bear or uh, contact them their website is dreambear.org and of course i'll have all the information in the description of this podcast if you would like to get in contact with me uh, you can go to the website thebalanceroom.com and just go to, to the contact page 
and every form of contact will be on there email twitter instagram facebook all that will be on the contact page at thebalanceroom.com until the next episode remember that there a new episode comes out every single monday so until then this is your host ingrid wood take care god bless and stay balanced this is evan from dream bear and you're listening to the balance room music podcast <laughs>